on this episode of PL and PJ's Arteta's Arsenal and Super Sunday. Premier League podcast being recorded in a brand new apartment. I don't know that we can back that up, but what we can back up is that we do have the coziest dress code. Brent, we do. You're uh, not in the dress code. I'm not. Though. I was enjoying the weather. I had walked my dog it previously. It is, you know, what, 70s outside? Yeah. And uh, it's going to be pretty awful this weekend, actually. Sure. So um, I'm taking advantage of it uh, while it's nice. So I am... In a little different attire, but I'm still pretty cozy. We're relaxing. We have our uh, Big Wave Kona beers going. Yeah. You were um, about to say IPA. I was about to say and IPA. They're not IPAs. Um, I just like IPAs, man. Um, I'm sure yeah. they make one. And they do. Uh, Brent, we're in a new apartment. Very fun. But the same podcast. Same podcast. A lot closer for me, which I enjoy. Um, Brent, much like the podcast, same old Arsenal. Ooh, very true, Jake. They, they've had quite the up-and-down season, as it were. They, I believe, started off with three losses in their first five games. They then did. went uh, on a nine-game winning or unbeaten run, mm-hmm. only to lose their next, I want to say it was like, they, I want to say they didn't win for like another like five or six matches, and then went on an, uh, another unbeaten streak. I believe they went on like a four-game winning streak. And it's just been back and forth and back and forth, keeping in mind on Match Week 29, they had a three-game-in-hand lead, as well as, I want to say it was six points on Manchester United, who was below them at the time, as they were in fourth. And they have found a way to blow it, compiled by a 2-0 loss against Newcastle in their most recent match. And Brent, did they just look bad? Um, a team that was out there that didn't really show, you know, any sort of eagerness yeah. to go out no there. No grit. True grit. And they press and then, you know, put something together to actually um, solidify their spot going into the last day, which they could have. If they, if they, they won should've. that game. They should have. They, they pretty much had it uh, wrapped up, especially if Everton were to pick up points uh, on Thursday. Uh, but Brent, uh, is it on the players, do you think? Or do we think it's a... Arteta problem. He is uh, part of the title of the segment. Yeah, I, I will say this. I could give Arteta a little bit of slack when the players were so young and inexperienced. And he clearly showed he wanted to trust the young players. He wanted to trust the youth, build them up. You knew the performances would be inconsistent with a young team relying on players like Emil Smith-Rowe, Saka. But they've gotten to the point now where those players... While they're still young, have had time to mature in the league. While they're still young and they will still make mistakes, to have collective team performances where everybody looks so poor, I think reflects on Arteta more than it does the the players. Okay. I, I think that he has given a platform for players to grow, and that's great, and they do look more comfortable throughout a season while they do have their up and down, uh, you know, from time to time, but... 
it seems like it's on Arteta. Brent, I'm actually going to disagree with you. I think that uh, the mentality is not there with the young squad. They don't have that like go-for-the-kill kind of instinct, um, which if they had it, they would have finished off Newcastle and pretty much put the top four uh, race to bed. But I think, you know, they're kind of pulling a real Everton. I hate to bring up... Um, a sensitive subject. My brother's team once again on the podcast, but they play up to their opponents. We saw that on that winning streak against uh, Chelsea United and West Ham. Sure. But uh, they played down to Newcastle um, this past week, and it really showed, and Newcastle took advantage of it. Their last home game of the year, the fans were behind them. It's a completely different squad than we saw in the first half of the season, and Arsenal just looked like a shadow of a team. Yeah, I know, and I and I do get that perspective. And you could also say because Arteta's demanded to continue to play young players, regardless, that maybe there's a level of comfort. There's not really that level of competition for for spots. Is that the young players know that they have the comfort of starting week in and week out? Whether there's a little bit of rotation between like Smith Rowe and Martinelli and Odegaard, you know, that's that's to be determined. But I would still put that on Arteta for not creating a more competitive environment for the players, for not creating that winning mentality, that cutthroat, if you're performing well, you're the person that plays, rather than just not playing favoritism, but just kind of putting out the same team week in and week out. Uh, so, Brent, I guess, can I throw out a third option here? Can sure. we put it... Uh, on the fans. On the injuries. Oh. <laughs> because yeah. uh, lack of competition is what you sure. mentioned. Xhaka, uh, he goes out there and... Doesn't really have anyone that can take a spot at the moment because Thomas Partey is out. I believe Lakonga is also hurt. So it's really just him and El Nenny there in the midfield. And they kind of are somewhat secure in their position uh, due to injuries. So I, I, I highlight that because Xhaka looked quite bad. Yeah, but they also have some self-inflicted wounds as well. Okay. They have the most red cards of any other team since Arteta took over. And is which, that on the players or on Arteta? Well, then that would be on the players okay. as well, right? So so clearly what we're, what we're coming down to is it's a lot of things. Okay. I tend to think primarily it's Arteta. You tend to think primarily it's the players. Yeah, I think Arteta's done, you know, as well as he could with this young squad um, to be, you know... A whisper away from fourth place with uh, the. Com- I think they had at one point is like the sixteen youngest starting eleven. Yeah, um, were all Arsenal, but uh, yeah, I, I think maybe that you can show the their inexperience shows um, in that the lack of uh, you know finishing the job and securing fourth place, and I think that is on the players. Um, he just signed a contract extension. He did. So I guess uh, time will tell if it was Arteta this season or just the youth of the players um, that kept Arsenal from hype. You know, we're, you know, we're not going to say anything absolute for here, sure. but probably finishing outside the top four. What I will say, too, is it's just crazy to think of. Yeah, I mean, we're at the end of the season now. Mm-hmm. In our first few episodes, we were talking about Arteta out, like possibly getting sacked. A lot of fans were calling for it. There's a lot of pressure on the board to sack him. They chose to stick with their guns. He's still there. They've rewarded him with a new contract. But they reward him with a new contract, and the team plays poorly. Sure. So it's just kind of an interesting correlation that seems to be happening. I will say, it's unfortunately been like 
the reverse new manager bump, you know, sure, uh, the little boost that people yeah. get when a new manager comes in. As I coined the Ollie effect. Sure, exactly. Um, because ever since I think he signed the contract in between uh, West Ham and then the uh, Tottenham game, and then they've lost two since the That's contract tough. extension. So uh, yeah, not ideal for Arsenal. But Brent, they are one of the many people or many teams, I should say. That have a lot to riding on Sunday. What do we call that Sunday? Sublime Sunday. Ooh, I like that. Um, how about Super Sunday? Ooh, I kind of like Sublime. Okay, so Sublime Sunday yes. uh, is this upcoming Sunday. Change the title of the episode. Okay, I will. Uh, we'll, we'll redo the intro yep. and everything. Yep. Uh, so it'll be three days from uh, this podcast comes out, and... Um, the title race, uh, because Liverpool beat Southampton, will be going down to the last day. It will, and I already told you that, uh, you know, personally, I kind of hope for a reverse Man, Sw- Man City Aguero moment right. 10 years on. You know, I feel like that story would just be kind of poetic for Liverpool to do that. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. It's not like either team has a quote-unquote easy match. No. Um, but that being said, you still expect both these teams to win their matches. So it, it's tough to say because of the form they've been in all season, you know, you think that both teams win, Man City goes away with it, but Man City tends to have dips in form. Sure. And playing against Aston Villa, I guess rather than dips in form, they just sometimes have surprising results against mid to low table teams. Yeah, they ease off the gas sometimes, yeah. um... But I think that they're going to be up for it. I think that they come away with the victory and secure the, the title there. I do like that both teams are playing at home. So no matter who yeah. um, secures it, they get to celebrate with their fans. Sure. Um, but my prediction is City don't bottle this. They already bottled the Champions League. They did. Um, I think that's you know not Liverpool's for the taking, but obviously they're still in it. So I think City you know really come out there. Guns ablazing, sure, and uh, really, really stick it to Aston Villa. Yeah, we'll see. Um, they certainly looked convincing in their last match, especially Kevin De Bruyne, uh, four goal performance. Maybe two matches ago. Was that two matches ago? Already? They drew against West Ham last. Oh, match. you're right. Two, you're two, right. Yeah. So, so two matches ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but still, with Kevin De Bruyne in form, you think they have a very good chance against any team? Absolutely. Um, they certainly don't struggle for goals. I think Pep will have the team ready to go. But while Man City don't necessarily always succeed in the Champions League, the league is kind of Pep Guardiola's thing. The man knows how to win a league, whether it was with Barcelona, Bayern Munich, or now Man City. I think they do win. But like I said, I just love the idea of both teams drawing and a 90-plus-4 Liverpool score a winner. You know, a Mohamed Salah goal. Liverpool win the title on that. If he's playing. If he's playing. Yeah, Brent, I think that would be awesome for the narrative. Um, don't think it's plausible. I mean, it's, it's not implausible. Sure. Maybe somebody else, though. You know, Origi, like you yeah, said. That would be great. Um, but yeah, I think um, City really have the tools there and will have the focus. And Aston Villa aren't really a team that can like hold a defensive shell and frustrate City. And we're not going to see one of the ones where they just have like 80% possession and keep just shooting every 
two minutes and end up with 30 shots and 14 on target, and it's 1-0. Sure. Um, I think we see a more open game. I think both teams score, and it's going to be more of like a 4-1, 4-2, but I do think City gets But you still done. think City score four goals? I do. Wow. Yep. All right. I think yeah. they uh, they end the season in style, and there is no drama in the title race. I think there might be drama elsewhere, Brent. There will be, Jake. And we can specifically point to the top four. We were talking about Arsenal. Mm-hmm. There is still a Champions League spot up for grabs, as things stands, if Tottenham do not succeed on their final day. Brent, I do not think there's going to be drama here. Okay. I think Spurs... Will not lose to Norwich, relegated Norwich. You never know. Um, you kind of like talked me up. You you were pretty confident in Spurs when we were go- I, when we were I, going through bets yeah. earlier. But then you were also very anti Spurs. Sure, no, I I'm, I'm so the turntables cautiously optimistic. Sure, um, absolutely not gonna you know book my tickets for Champions League. Um, You're and, kidding <laughs> until after Sunday, but I think. Obviously, I don't know what the odds are looking like, but it's got to be like 95% chance that Spurs uh, at least get a result and earn that fourth spot. But yeah, uh, Everton play Arsenal on the final day. But they yeah, also, with a lot to play for. But they also play uh, today, Thursday, when this podcast comes out. Sure. Um, which they could, I believe, secure safety if they win against Crystal Palace, which is a big ask. It is, and that's the thing is, again, I, I've, I said it before about the relegation races. You know, the people people use the term the form is temporary, the class is permanent. Sure. And I think that applies to teams as well in the sense that a great team can go through bad form, but also a bad team can go through good form. Okay. And that the overall standard of the team season can sometimes just shine through over a few good results, like it is in the case for Everton. I wouldn't be surprised if they drop points against Palace in either a draw or a loss. While they have been doing very well lately, it wouldn't surprise me to see that result and then lead to more pressure on them on deadline day. Obviously, they're flying. A, a win is in the cards. But personally, I just think that they, you know, they've been so poor all season. And just because they got a few good results in a row, does that mean that they will continue that through the last two matches? I don't think so. Right. I think that obviously they would take a draw because that would almost put them over the edge. I think Leeds and Burnley would have to win on the final day. Uh, Granted, Burnley do... And they'd have to lose. Do also have to play. They do. um, On Thursday. Yeah. But yeah, um, I think if they take a point away from Palace, they feel really good about it and then maybe ease up on, on Sunday, and Arsenal kind of roll over them with some pent-up frustration from the previous match. Sure. Um, but Brent, I guess, since we're talking about Everton and, and the relegation fight, who, who of those three teams in the bottom do you think, um, you know, drop? I think it'll be Burnley. Okay. I really do. Yeah. Um, as you pointed out before, the game in hand only really matters if you win it. Sure. I don't think that they do. I realize that on goal differential, they are better than Leeds, so if they get a draw midweek that they will be level on points and above Leeds. Leeds drop down to the relegation zone. But I think Leeds have a better chance of beating Brentford than Burnley do of getting, frankly, more than 
one or two points in the next few games. That's the way that I see it. Yeah, so Brent, the way it stands right now, um, if Burnley pick up two points from their last two games, so if they get two draws or a win, um, they're, pre- they're looking pretty good. They should be Le- fine. Leeds would have to beat Brentford. Uh, Brentford. We're playing great. Which, they're in great form. I don't see Leeds beating Brentford. Sure. I see them possibly picking up points. Yeah. Their last uh, match was 2-2. Right, but it'd be moot because of goal differential if uh, Burnley picked up two. So, uh, I don't know. I, I really think Leeds are in trouble here. It's kind of deceiving because right now they are out of the relegation zone. Sure. With Burnley yet to play their 37th match. But I, I think... I think Leeds are a team that, uh, on the final day, um, there's a little bit of heartbreak. I think uh, Burnley picked up a draw against Everton. Mm-hmm. Sorry, against Aston Villa on Thursday. Even though they just got beat 3-1 at home? Absolutely. Okay. Um, and I think that it goes into the last day with Leeds needing to better Burnley's result. That's um, fair. At, because it'll be equal on points at that point, and they, they can't rely on goal differential. <laughs> Unless. <laughs> <laughs> so I think um, Burnley have the upper hand going into the final day, and I think they uh, they pull it out. And Leeds, unfortunately, I know um, American manager, we, we don't want to see it, but I think... Well, you kind of do. I, I do have money on it, but uh, yeah, putting that aside, I do think they drop, and I'm going to be unhappy about it for a second. My thing is, I think... If either Everton or Burnley lose on their Thursday match, they are in trouble because they have to perform on the final day. On, on a quick turnaround, whereas Leeds have had a full week to prepare, sure. they will be going on a, what, two- to three-day turnaround, depending on how you look at I mean, like they, yeah. they, they get Friday, Saturday, playing Sunday. So whether you calculate that as two or three. Um, the point just being that that's a lot to ask. If ne- if one of the two teams don't get a result midweek, I think that puts a lot of pressure on them on the final day. That I don't. I just don't know that if it's Burnley, that Burnley can live up to and then pull out a win on the final day. Yeah, Brent. Let me throw a scenario your way. Please. Everton lose Thursday. Yeah. Burnley draw. Okay. Everton thirty six. Leeds thirty five. Burnley 35 points going into the last sure. game. I think that would be I mean, the height of drama there. Yeah. Um, I think if Burnley win Thursday, they're safe, so I don't think that would be very dramatic. So I, I think if they draw and Everton lose, everyone's one point apart. And sure. Literally anything could happen. Yeah. Um, obviously my brother kind of cringing at the thought of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that would be that would make for some optimal viewing hey and hopefully it happens i mean that would be fun that would be fun for the unbiased fan that would be fun jake how about we do want to discuss the golden boot race oh yeah going into the final day because Mohamed salah currently in the lead by one goal over human son is out injured like i said if he plays who knows what could happen you know that the last second goal it probably won't happen but that does leave the door open for Son, or barring a four-goal performance from Cristiano Ronaldo against Crystal Palace. Could happen. Could happen. Son could get the golden boot. Or at least a share of it, right? Yeah. Um, I, 
really like Sun to score um, against Norwich, and we'll talk about that later in the bet. <gasps> Spoilers! But, yeah, I think if Salah doesn't start, I think Sun scores and at least has a share at the Golden Boot. Yeah. Um, but if Salah is healthy, I think he, in turn, does score against Wolves in a pivotal match. And I think he retains, not retains, but you know, earns that golden boot. He's also up for the Playmaker Award, um, sitting on 13 assists above his teammate Trent Alexander-Arnold, who uh, was rested, I believe. I don't think there was an injury. I know. Uh, they was, just did a lot of squad yeah, rotation. Maybe. He was rested in the uh, last match. Um, so if he picks up one or two... Uh, he would have a share or overtake Salah. Yeah. So there is a possibility going into the last day that Salah ends up with both, and there's also the um, probability that he does not end up with one or either. He ends up with neither. There we go. There you go. Words. But he could also end up with one. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who knows? What do you think happens? Brent, hear me out. I'm putting on my listening okay, ears. Okay, you're listening? Yeah. Mason Mount... Is on 10 assists. Three in the final match? No, they play Thursday. Oh. I think he picks up three assists in their final two matches and uh, puts them level with Salah on 13. Wow. And that they share the playmaker. Does Pulisic score all the goals? I I would be very happy with that. Is is that in our bets? (laughs) We can change them right now. We can change them right now. But wait, there's more. There isn't. We're not going to change the bets, but we do have our bets already picked. And Brent, this one is going to shock you. Leicester City is minus 110 to beat a struggling Southampton. Not just struggling, Jake. In awful form. Sure. They don't look good. And that has nothing to do with their appearance. Only to do with their play. I don't like the jerseys either. I, I really don't. Yeah. Um, but, but that's a different Hate issue. Hate to bring that up. Yeah, no, it's... <laughs> Yeah, it's, I mean, that is what it is. We can't change that. Just like they can't change their form, sure. which is poor. There's no chance they get out of it on the last day. Leicester at minus 110 is very surprising, especially with Vardy playing so well. Seems like a free thing. Yeah, and both have uh, nothing to play for, granted. But I think even if Leicester rotate a little bit, they still have like a very decent depth. Yeah. Um, and I, I trust their secondary players with a mix of first team players um, to do to do the the dang thing to do the business and uh, take care of Southampton, um, who also might rotate. So it's you know it's tough for these games that don't matter to either team. Sure, um, it's kind of toss up in some scenarios, and we'll know more when lineups come out an hour before the match. But you know we're on what's today Wednesday, yeah. So we have no idea, but we don't. We're taking our best guess that they put out, you know, equal strength lineups. If they rotate, they both rotate. Mm-hmm. Or if they don't, neither rotate. That and is how it works. I, uh, I think Leicester come away with three points. All right. But, Jake, we're only predicting one point in our game pick of the week. Shared between two teams. That's Brighton and West Ham to draw. Both teams come away with one point. Those odds are plus 250. I was going to say I wanted to be two points. I guess, yeah, it would be yeah. Two, two points shared. Um, yeah, Brent, I believe our little helpful bar stool um, sportsbook. sportsbook gave us a little tip. Yeah, the past six matches between these two teams have been draws in the Premier League. 
Which is astounding. It's kind of crazy. And we'd love to see that continue, so we're betting on it, plus 250. Well, why stop a good thing? Right? We've got a good thing going. I don't have the odds in front of me, Brent, but I suggested both teams to score sure. and a draw. Um, probably give you at least like 380-ish. Um, <laughs> no, it's got to be even. It's too good. <laughs> it's, it's, they haven't free. had it's a 0-0 zero, zero in that window. They have not? Uh-uh. Wow. At least in the last five. So uh, if you're feeling a little uh, risque and want to do that, speaking of uh, last week, we were a little too aggressive and adventurous. Picked Jamie Vardy to score first, yeah. even though we discussed him just scoring for in general. We did provide it as an option. We did. It was like plus 125. We're like, no, we're going for plus 350, whatever it was, for him to score first. Not worth it. He did not. He did score. He scored twice, I believe. And uh, we're counting that as a half win. Yeah. Um, why not? Um, but Leicester to win that game was also one of our bets. And they won like 4-1 or yeah. something or 5-1. So listen to us because we're good at betting. Most of the time. And uh, if we are too ambitious, maybe just, you know, dial back a little bit. Sure. Adjust your bet accordingly. Adjust your farm Adjust your farms accordingly. Uh, always bet within your means. Sure. Within your farms. Within your farms. And account for us being just a little too ambitious when it comes to some of our bets. But our player pick is not ambitious, Jake. <laughs> Brett, you say that, but our player pick is Hingman Sun to score twice. Against Norris? <laughs> Against Norris. That is free. Plus 360, safer option, less fun. It's like minus 120 or 115. I thought it was plus. Is it minus? I think it's minus. Wow. Yeah. To score at any time just once. Uh, boo, boring. Uh. But I'll tell you what's fun about it, Jake, is I live the street number sure. of my place, 360. Oh, my okay. ex-apartment, 360. Our college house, 3600. Three, six, zero, zero, zero. Zero. But there Very was a 360 close. in there. Son plus 360, it's destiny. Brent, I like that methodology you just used. Thank you. Um, I might just put two farms on it. <gasps> No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we think he's going to make a push for the Golden Boot, obviously. And there are some, you know, talks amongst fans and outsiders that maybe if there's a penalty, it isn't taken by Harry Kane. Sure. Uh, obviously, that would be if they were up. Don't want to risk that yeah. on uh, your Champions League future. But Brent, moving on to our Pirates Code parlay. Yeah, we have. And, and hear me out. Newcastle or draw against Burnley. Wow. Easy. Easy. And both teams to score in Brentford leads because leads will be pushing for goals no matter what. Brentford, while they are solid defensively, they could concede a goal or two, you know? Plus 145 if you parlay those together. Brent, I'm looking at both of these legs of the parlay, and it's weird. I'm trying to read the words. But they're scrambling, and they just say free. No. Is that because they're free? Well, they must be. They must be. Yeah, somebody called TurboTax. It's free, free, free. Free, 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 free. Free, free, free. Yeah. Brent, there are a lot of bad decisions you can make. Listening one, to us is not one of them. <laughs> one being me eating Chipotle today and then Ooh. going straight to ride 10 miles on the bike. Ooh. But a good decision you can make is to follow all of our bets... Put one farm slash <laughs> wager your farm unit. on anything we say. <laughs> on these bets, I guarantee you can you know take this to the bank. 
you'll come out even or positive or better this week we're feeling really good about it yeah it's not because we had a little extra whiskey tonight mm, that wouldn't and make sense i haven't eaten since eleven thirty. i also haven't eaten since about noon it's not that it's not the whiskey couldn't talking. be it's us being really good at sports betting well, we did go three or four a few weeks ago. So we <laughs> that one good. time we went three or four, it was huge. Um, but Brent, speaking of, my whiskey's gone. Mine isn't. You have to take I, a mega. You I, have to make a mega pull. Wow, not a mega pint. To finish it right now, and he is. Wow, good for him. We're gonna record some TikToks. We're cozy as always from the only Premier League podcast with a dress code where we don't condone. Pulling whiskey. Never. Though I just did. Absolutely not. Uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.